0: Aldous Huxley was an English writer and philosopher. He wrote nearly 50 books. And here's his quote about history. That men do not learn very much from the lessons of history is the most important of all the lessons of history. Welcome to the History Slices podcast. A mother-son duo discussing awesome bits of history. We prove on every show that history is not boring entertaining yet stimulating this is history slices and now here's your hosts jacob and rachel
1: hello and welcome to the podcast i'm rachel
2: and i'm jacob
1: we're glad to have you along on this episode and uh jacob i think i remember uh from last time we are discussing the football war
2: yes do you know anything about this only that you
1: emphasized it's not football as in american football it's football as in soccer
2: yes yeah i wanted to clarify because we're american so we have like it's that separated by a common language thing, you know, like how in the UK color is spelled with a U. Yeah. Well, in America, it isn't, you know, it's just one of those it's things. Just one
1: of those things. I'm yeah. sure there's a whole history there, but. Probably. But we're not talking just no. about football. We're talking about the football war. So clue me in because honestly, I have, I, I might have a vague idea uh, about a war that or some sort of conflict that began because of a soccer game, but I. You know, I could have told that much just from the title. So I don't know. Yeah. What can uh, you teach me today?
2: Okay. So the football war, it's also called uh, the 100 Hours War, because that's roughly how long it lasted. It was a night, it was really short right? Hours. 1969 conflict between Honduras and El Salvador.
1: Okay. So Honduras and El Salvador, mm-hmm. 100 hours. That's just a little bit over four days. Yes. So, okay. Wow. Yeah.
2: So... What I'm going to do is because the conflict itself is very short. I'm going to talk about why this happened, the lead up to it, and kind of maybe some of the consequences of it. If okay. You will. Yeah. And these are two, not to knock them, but they're two smaller countries, so mm-hmm. it isn't like some.
1: Now to test my geography, those are both in Central America, yes. right? Okay.
2: Um. Yes, they are. Uh, they're right above Nicaragua. Okay. And So first of all, you know Honduras, despite being small country had more land in El Salvador. That's just, you know, how the borders ended up. I don't really know the history <laughs> behind it. But the problem was El Salvador had a bigger population, uh, around 3 million Tondors, is 2 million or so. Okay. That's a lot of farmers, a lot of like farmland. But In the, both
1: places, it was farmland?
2: Yeah, but there wasn't a lot of room to farm in El Salvador because it's a lot smaller. Yeah. So what happened is a lot of farmers illegally immigrated to Honduras just to have more room and oh. chance to make more of a livelihood. Now, it, it, a lot of the numbers in this story, and in history really, but in this story in particular, it seems like a lot of numbers are kind of best estimates you know sure. we don't have like the exact like the yeah. number I've... i think
1: our brains kind of deal better with estimates anyway like round sure. numbers
2: sir yeah and the number i found was thirty thousand. that could be inaccurate illegal
1: though. immigrants yeah that's, no, a, that's a that's a lot in a population of you know if they only had 2 million beginning and then about thirty thousand immigrated was that well, like over the course of a decade or? honduras
2: had like 2 million else oh, like i'm sorry i meant to 3 say 2 million,
1: million. so how long, over what period of time did those immigrants?
2: Like generations. Okay. Uh, it was a while. You know, okay. it was like an ongoing thing. Mm. Now, in 1964, right, a few years before the football war, as it became known, um, a Honduran leader by the name of Oswaldo Lopez Arlando, Arlando. I'm not sorry I pronounce his last name. I'm sorry. You're
1: probably close.
2: Yeah. Anyways, he states a coup and kind of became the dictator of Honduras. Mm. Central and to an extent, I think South America was America, like the United States of America's sphere of influence, right? Okay. Um, Central
1: America was under United States spheres of influence. Yeah. That's what you're saying.
2: Okay. Yeah. In a sense that like the U.S. was like the superpower on the continent, you sure. know, like the one that had all the... Not authority, but all like the influence and power and right. stuff. Kind of like how during the time, because this is still the Cold War, of course, the Soviet Union had a lot of influence over Eastern Europe and stuff. Okay, kind of. Yeah. Um, just from like geological, geological, geographical. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We'll keep that in. That's funny. Uh, geographical location and all that. The reason why the U.S. was more okay with a dictator springing up in their backyard was because he was very much anti-communist. Mm. Um, a, a lot of times in the cold war, not a lot, but enough that it was a pattern. The United States had this attitude of, well, at least he's gonna, because it was part of the policy of containment, you know, the idea of keeping communism from spreading. Right. And even if that means like, oh, this guy is kind of a brutal leader. At least he is friendly to us or mm. he isn't, pro that ideology which didn't really help some of our uh, um like international reputation in some places but you mean because
1: the u.s uh just allowed it to Kinda, go of sort of
2: yeah kind okay. of um well regardless oswaldo which is i'm gonna call him that because i think it's a funny name oswaldo kind of mishandled honduras's economy a bit um hmm. i just don't think he was very competent in terms of that. He also like a uh, uh, thing he did was he kept uh exporting fruit, which is like their major like export to um like American like United States American companies free of tax and stuff. Because, mm. you know, he um there's some bribing going on and stuff like that. Kinda under the table kind of Sadie stuff, but it really didn't help their had economy. a bad impact. Yeah. Um,
1: can I, this might not matter at all, but, sure. um, so he staged a coup in 64 to take over the government and he, um, was a dictator, but not a communist. Yeah. Um, what was the situation before he took over? Do you know? And maybe that has no bearing on the story. It, it doesn't just,
2: really have bearing on a story. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Um, there were more, left-leaning or right-leaning yeah okay no, no. all
1: right I just didn't I just mm-hmm. didn't know if that mattered so. sir sir okay. well that's a good question yeah to ask. I'm just trying to wrap my head around <laughs> yeah no I gotcha
2: so. it, it's tricky because not only is it history it's history of a country we're not entirely familiar with
1: that's true and there's so much happening mm-hmm. um, around the world during well there always is you yes. know but uh, <laughs> yeah so there's a lot um, mm-hmm. of context I know that you're going to be filling me in on and I just didn't yeah. know if that was part of it so. no no
2: no it's all good. Okay. Um. Anyway, so the economy started to suffer. He actually, I think at one point, he stays like a phony to So like, look, people like me oh and people are like, we don't like, no, that's, you know, uh, regardless, he was very unpopular. People are like, dude, what's going on? So he decided to kind of do that typical dictator thing and throw scapegoats. And he started blaming the Salvadorian immigrants uh, mm. for like taking all the farming and their jobs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Now, enough people ate it up that it led to some violence between the native Hondurans and the Salvadorian immigrants.
1: Can I interrupt again?
2: Yes, of course. Okay, you
1: keep saying Salvadorian, obviously that's from El Salvador because that's yes. where you started. But there's a country called San Salvador too, isn't there? A San Salvador's city in El Salvador. That's, might a, be that's, the, the that's the capital of, of El, El Salvador. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure I, I wasn't sure if that <laughs> no, was a that's, city that's or if that fair. was another that's, country. I didn't know
2: that, but yeah, it makes sense. I'm okay. Like, so the Salvadorians heard. definitely yes.
1: refers to El Salvador. Uh, people from El Salvador. Yes. Okay.
2: Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, so.
1: So they were getting. They, they were
2: getting the the bad rap for yeah. everything. And in fact, some of them ended up being uh, forcefully exported back to, um, to their home country. Okay. Because, again, like, they're right next to each other. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, there's a giant ocean in between yeah. them or something yeah. like that. Now, El Salvador, the country, really disliked what Honduras was doing to its immigrants. Probably because of ethical reasons, but also partly because they didn't really have room for Space them. Space
1: for them to come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: So it was also, like, a very practical, like, we can't take care of the, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. And a cell tensions are pretty high between these two countries. Uh, they don't really like each other inter football. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, now, I don't know if you know this central and South America love football. Like that's a big I, part I of their know culture. That.
1: That's just a huge, huge sport mm-hmm. for them. And also, you know, Spain and other countries. Sure. That, yeah. Yeah. But they get pretty heated.
2: They're really into that. Yeah. And yeah. that's good for them, you know, awesome. Uh, <laughs> I'm not much of a sports guy, my, as you know. Um, anyone listening, now you know. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm, um, I'm way more nerdy <laughs> than that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it's good to have something that everyone kind of agrees on. Like, right. Yeah. Oh, this is a cool thing. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Well, the 1970 World Cup qualifiers are going on. So Honduras and El Salvador are kind of going off against each other in order to see who goes on into the World Cup. Okay, because, of course, they are.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, these two nations that don't like each other. So.
1: Pretty interesting. I mean, it this is, is way, yeah. way off base, but it's interesting because they're really relatively tiny. Well, they're small countries. They are. And they're producing two teams that can compete at a level to be vying for a position at the World Cup. I think yeah. that's pretty amazing.
2: Yeah. Well, I like it because it's like it doesn't really matter like um, – I, I don't think, at least it shouldn't matter what size your country is I or how it strong it is. I think it speaks more to is. the
1: passion about the game, probably. Uh, yeah, and how probably. it's, you know, it's in the, they probably start playing like right out of the womb, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. They're okay. Really so, they're, that, that was just a little side comment sure. about that, that. So, they're vying for this position.
2: Yes. And so, they have three matches. This is 1969, by the way. Oh, okay. The year that the football war happens. Oh, okay. We'll get to that. And
1: the 19, you said it
2: was a 1970. 1970- a World Cup. So this oh, is the qualifiers for that.
1: Before that, okay.
2: Mm-hmm. So, you yeah, three matches to face off against each other. See what comes out on top. One on June 8th, one on June 15th, and one on June 26th.
1: That's nice. They had a whole week to rest in between.
2: Yeah. Um. So, I'm going to go through the three matches and tell you why this slowly descended into chaos. Okay, gosh. <laughs> um. I know, uh, like, well, I- I'll get to it, but yeah, I'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> so the first match on June 8th was um, held in Honduras. So the night before, the El Salvadorian or the Salvadorian, I guess, team is sleeping in their hotel, but some native Hondurans sew up outside the hotel and start making a racket. They start mm. throwing taunts. They start like baying and stuff. They start like a so keeping get them a up. Good night's sleep. Now, I found out this is something that happens kind of regularly in that area of the okay. world when it comes to sports matches. Uh,
1: just trying to undermine the competition. Yeah, yeah. Which
2: I don't think is very sporting, but yeah, it doesn't
1: seem very sporting. <laughs> I understand. Like. You know, it's,
2: it's very much like, you know, the emotions and yeah. stuff like that. I get it. Yeah. But regardless, so the Honduran team. Tonya
1: Harding just popped into my head. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Honduran team beat the Salvadorian team because the Salvadorian team was half asleep. Okay. Like they couldn't really bring yeah. their A game. Now, and that's all fine and dandy. However, a young Salvadorian by name of Emilio um, Bolanos—I think—is how you say her last name. She was devastated by the results, and she ended up committing suicide. She
1: Emilio or Amelia? Amelia. Oh, Amelia. Sorry. Oh, she was devastated and yeah. committed suicide.
2: Yeah. So. Oh my gosh, that's dramatic. I know, right? So, in a move that's probably not okay, the Salvadorian media, says government. They labeled her a patriot. They labeled her like a, a national hero. They basically glorified her, which is pretty messed up. But again, I understand. I can understand a little bit, but you'd have high. to be
1: really careful not to encourage that kind of, yeah. you know, response to a loss.
2: Mm-hmm. So the next match was held in El Salvador on June 15th. The same thing happened in reverse, in the sense that the um. The Salvadorians made the racket outside a Honduran Mm -hmm. hotel. (laughs) And um, what's
1: good for the goose is good for the gander. I
2: guess. And I think the Honduran team knew what was happening because the next day they raised, instead of the Honduran flag, they raised a white surrender flag. Wow. (laughs) I know, right? Which is pretty pretty dramatic. But, sir, the game itself was crazy. Fans bought, uh, Salvadorian fans brought pictures of Amelia like the girl, uh, fights broke out in the stands. Of course, the Salvadorian team won, but, uh, the Honduran team had to basically flee back to Honduras wow. in like an armored bulletproof bus. Wow. Yeah. Rocks thrown you at imagine them. Imagine if I the Hondurans a...
1: had won that game. I know.
2: Right. Well, that's what, um, in my research, I actually found out or allegedly, uh-huh. you know, quote unquote, the coats for that team is like, you're lucky you lost basically to them oh my god! right because it was just like the
1: tensions were so high
2: yeah and it's like i i hesitate to use the word toxic because that has a lot of connotations i don't know apply here Yeah, but it was so tensions like, were so high that it was basically like a really toxic atmosphere yeah, you know or
1: electric <laughs> <But> yeah, sir <laughs> yeah. sir
2: back home but well, back in um honduras this um the salvadorian win ended up causing more harassment on immigrants and stuff
1: i'm sorry let me clarify so you said back home in honduras yeah it caused a greater issue for the salvadorian immigrants yeah, over there sorry. i gotcha because no, you're fine i just had to get my I, ideas straight in my
2: yeah. head there even there are some cases of like houses being burned down and people mm. chased off their land and stuff wow so pretty bad people are
1: pissed off oh
2: yeah so the Isn't that la-
1: terrible? People always need some mm-hmm. way to vent their anger like that.
2: Absolutely. So the last match, June 26th, was held in Mexico, specifically oh, Mexico City.
1: That's interesting. So I wonder, it just planned in a neutral place. Okay. I
2: guess. Uh, well, regardless they couldn't pull their classic keep the other team up all night routine there. Cause it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was in Mexico. It wasn't in Honduras or El Salvador. Right, And it was a very close game because of that. I'm, I'm sure that being, and this was the, um, whoever won this would have gone on to the world cup.
1: Would have, Oh, you're making me really. No, 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 no. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, like they, the winner of this game will, will have gone on Yeah, and or did go on to the world's cup. El
2: Salvador won. Okay. There was a riot. More violence erupted back in Honduras. So El Salvador, despite winning the football portion of this conflict, they're pretty ticked off at this point Mm. uh, because of all the violence against Salvadorians living on doors because of their unmanageable refugee crisis. They now have because of them being pushed back into El Salvador Mm. because of just like everything else. They declared war on Honduras. Now, it's really easy to call this conflict Frivolous, I think, because of the name and because of like, is this all over football? Yeah. Uh, it, but it isn't. Because
1: um, the name does make it seem like um, there were just a couple teams who were really bad sports and it <laughs> yeah. turned into... Uh, it escalated yeah. and
2: it got a hand. Well, it, it's less about losing the world qualifiers or the qualifiers of the World Cup or anything. It's more about everything else that led up to it and the reasons why tensions were so high.
1: Yeah, because I really was... Um, I was thinking of an analogy, you know, like yeah. the pot was already full of water on the stove and all they had to do was turn on the fire. So exactly. play, the, play the game and uh, it was already right a good
2: analogy. Yeah. yeah. The June 26th mats in Mexico City, that was merely the catalyst. That just was the final straw that broke the camel's back, if mm-hmm. you want to get all metaphorical with it. <laughs> um, it doesn't excuse going to war, but it, it does... I think it's important to know the context so um,
1: just real quick before we go on to the context sure um in Mexico City after the game was mm-hmm. done you said there's writing and things like that or uh
2: yeah in um I think there was a um because obviously a lot of fans of the two mm. teams were there mm-hmm. so I think there was a uh, like a, a fight broke out I don't know like the okay scope of it necessarily okay uh, okay go ahead I'm sorry no you're good you're good so what it did was El Salvador, the first thing they did after declared the war, they launched uh, a bombing run over Honduras, mm. targeting specific locations, including the somewhat infamous Toncontin International Airport. I believe that's how it's pronounced. Okay. A reason I call—I don't know if you've heard of it—basically because of where it is geographically, it's a bit of a dangerous airport. There's been a lot of accidents and stuff and oh. air traffic oh. incidences there. Oh gosh. Um, but they bombed it, uh, which. Delayed the Honduran Air Force uh, getting up into the ground, uh, oh, to the to air. That's
1: interesting that the mm-hmm. Air Force would have been relying on.
2: Well, anyway, that was just one of was, the places yeah, that they... Okay, yeah. gosh. Uh, then they began a land invasion uh, and started pushing into Honduras. <sighs> By the second day, they're almost at the Honduran capital. Remember, this, these are small countries.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to remember, too. They're kind of long, skinny countries, too, aren't they? They're... Like, they're, the border that joins them is not along a long border is it is
2: it's well
1: not that it matters i'm just trying no to no basically
2: imagine that like i'm like just my hands the audience can't see this <laughs> but you know how central america kind of has that like kind of curve, curve yeah. yeah imagine that Honduras is in like the middle and on the side of it is El Salvador.
1: Oh, okay. So they are side by side, they not are. north and south of each other. Yeah, okay. no, no. Okay. They're like Okay. E- so uh, east to west. Back west to what east. you're saying. They pushed in and on the second day they were almost to the Honduras Honduran capital.
2: Yes. And that's where the OAS stepped in. OAS. OAS. The Organization of American States.
1: Oh, I'd never heard such a thing existed.
2: It still exists.
1: O A S.
2: Yep, it's uh, it's what it sounds like. It's an international organization. It was founded in 1948, and basically, it's it's tries to have peace and cooperations among the various North and the South American okay. countries okay. and like okay. in the Caribbean and stuff. Yeah, but it's it's still a thing there. There's a couple um, European like observers that are allowed there. Huh. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I guess I don't know. I, I guess it doesn't come up all that often. Yeah, it's
1: interesting. I'd never it, heard that's of it. A, but it's still a thing. I it think. It seems but like an important thing. Yeah, I
2: haven't. I, I don't know too much about it either. So they got involved though. They, they, got, so involved. they got involved.
1: Like on the second day. Yeah,
2: yeah, because they're like, no, you can't go to war. Like this is a bad thing. <laughs> don't yeah. do this. So they began. Um, negotiations specifically with El Salvador because they were the aggressors right. in this conflict yeah technically at least as far as the war was involved, evolved you know so the third day the Honduran Air Force they're back up they're ready to go they recovered pretty quickly yeah. all things considered Nicaragua which is like the country underneath like Honduras uh-huh. started to kind of help them out a little bit okay I, I'm not I think they sent like some extra supplies or whatever but they started bombing Salvadorian air bases and oil fields kind of getting back at them now Something that is very clear when you're looking at warfare, especially warfare of this type where it's like axle troops moving and stuff. Yeah. If you caught the supply lines, you can't advance. Like mm-hmm. that's like a, the lifeblood basically. Uh, and it happened here too where like they, they stopped. They couldn't get to the capital because they didn't have supply lines anymore. Mm. And suddenly the situation wasn't just... The situation wasn't very pr- good for El Salvador suddenly. So they're like, okay, we can talk.
1: Yeah, I wonder if it's like not only they're not advancing, they could, you know, be surrounded mm-hmm. in somebody else's country. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they were willing to come to the negotiating table? Yeah,
2: yeah. And um, because they're at a stalemate, basically. So El Salvador agreed to. Um, OAS's, I guess that's how you say that. <laughs> demands. It's like okay, well, calm down. A ceasefire was organized on July eighteenth. They kept their troops in Honduras for a little bit, but when they were being, they started being threatened by sanctions, which they couldn't handle. So El
1: Salvador is being threatened by sanctions from
2: Honduras from um uh, OAS the, the OAS yeah okay and they couldn't handle that because already like yeah everything else, you know all
1: the the crisis that their country is already in yeah
2: so they're like okay we'll pull back and they did so on August second huh. so it's it's hard to determine casualties again because numbers are hard to get exact mm-hmm. you know and, before
1: you give me that number though can I ask you a question of course. I was remembering back, you told me that it was a hundred hours. Yeah. That the war took place. Roughly. um, Roughly. But on... July I think I put down my notes July 18th and then August 20 August 2nd sorry yeah. so between so July 18th is when they kind of were in negotiation I think and then August 2nd is when they accepted it and they kind of the war was over
2: yeah what happened was July 18th was when the war ended uh august okay was so the, when did the
1: war start on like July 14th and I missed yes. that one okay I apologize I no, got it so between okay. the 14th and 18th that's considered sort of the act of war yes and the negotiations happened and everything was back to quote-unquote normal august second
2: yeah, and that's when, like, that's when El Salvador pulled its troops out of Honduras. Okay,
1: okay, great. All right, sorry, that was kind of a detail that no, it's okay. I, I must have missed.
2: No, no, it's good. It's always good to ask for clarification, because sometimes I, I talk too quick, and I don't realize when I'm yeah, leaving yeah, yeah behind. I mean, you Yeah, know, yeah, it's
1: so funny, because I can literally feel my brain, like, half a step behind you going, okay, that? Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, so, anyway, you're going to tell me approximation of the casualties of yes. that four days. Yes,
2: yes. This is
1: the casualties during that four days? Yes. Okay.
2: Okay. Um, Around 6,000 people were killed.
1: Oh, my gosh. With around
2: another 15,000 injured. Again, we don't know the exact numbers for serve. Oh,
1: my gosh. 6,000 people. That's a lot.
2: That's a lot for a four-day war.
1: That's really, really something. Mm -hmm. I wonder if most of them were civilians. I don't know. That's sad.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, Another interesting fact. I kind of hesitate to call it a fun fact given a little tidbit we were just talking about. Neither country had jet fighters at this point. They all had older like World War II era models. Wow. So this was like the last war to have um, piston engineered fighter craft.
1: Wow. Mm -hmm. 1970. 69. Yeah. (laughs) Close. 1969. Wow. That's really something to think about.
2: Yeah. So obviously to get into like kind of the, um, Consequences of yeah. this because there's always consequences. This is kind
1: of morbid, really, but there were six thousand fewer people in the region that they had to worry about placing. Yeah. You know, I mean, they were talking about thirty thousand immigrants mm-hmm. into Honduras, so six thousand—that's such a big chunk of of people. It's really sad. Anyway, sorry. So the consequences.
2: Yeah. So obviously, both countries were hurt a lot mm-hmm. um, by this conflict, especially in the money department. El Salvador still had its refugee crisis that was mm-hmm. unable to take care of this. Like a decade later, Avinci led to a civil war that lasted for 12 years. Oh,
1: my gosh. In El, in El Salvador. Salvador. Yeah.
2: From 1979 to 1992. I didn't do too much research on it because it wasn't the Can focus. Can you imagine a civil
1: war lasting that long? You're
2: right. But from what I did look at it, it was very brutal. Oh, um, my gosh. So, See, there's so
1: much history right there, right, yeah. in Central America that I know it's kind of a hotbed. Mm-hmm. It feels like. It feels like a hotbed to me. Maybe <laughs> that's just because the news, I, the little bit I know about yeah. it is all about conflict and, and you know, um, illegal things happening. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know? There's still tension to this day between these two countries um, because the war had left some border disputes.
1: As far as where the border is?
2: Yeah. Oh, I, not completely, but there's some areas. Like, I think there's like a gulf or something that... Each nation's claim is theirs, basically. Oh, my gosh. Um, that was
1: actually going to be one of my questions, was what are relations like between the two countries now?
2: Yeah, I don't know if it's as bad as it was then, but mm-hmm. it's still tense. As for the World Cup, El Salvador went on to play and lost every round it was in. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. So it didn't really pan out for that yeah. either.
1: Oh, wow. That's really, um, it's really interesting to hear about that football war mm-hmm. and all those tensions but what's more interesting to me is just the the repercussions mm-hmm. throughout i mean ongoing
2: another like kind of final interesting tidbit to kind of tie it back home to stuff that we as americans or united states American, you know that- that's a thing that some other American countries get salty at when we call ourselves Americans. <laughs> it's like, no, it's all America. It's like, oh, I know, I know. Some
1: United states <laughs> I don't
2: know, yeah. <laughs> uh, regardless, the um, reason why I totally understand why you didn't know about this and why not a lot of people here do know about it is because on the second day of that conflict, Apollo 11 launched. Oh, Right, wow. and that completely oversaddled the whole news network.
1: Wow,
2: mm-hmm. that's
1: really fascinating. It's it's really it's so surprising to me that we don't, we as United States, <laughs> end, <laughs> don't really get to learn a lot more about Mexico, the history of Mexico, Central America. I mm-hmm. mean, they're not that far away. No,
2: but, they're our neighbors, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a criticism I've heard in regards to like American education system. And I've heard a couple but one of it is that our history classes are a little too American centric. And I guess that makes sense because I think a lot of country like if it was in France it'd be French centric. Sure, yeah, yeah, whatever. it should
1: be American centric, buddy. I don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that we really fall short when it comes to teaching history American or otherwise in our schools Mm -hmm. that's really a shame but yeah i think if we can't even do justice to the american history i can see why we don't get to learn any any other but it's really it's really travesty might be too strong of a word but i you know it, it really helps shape your understanding of the world around you mm-hmm. if you understand not just, you know, your own little microcosm, but what's going on around the world in recent history, too. I mean, you know, I was alive when this was going on. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, apparently you were, well, it was... That one, when did it end? The Civil War, ninety.
2: Oh, uh, the El Salvadorian Civil yeah. War ended in nineteen ninety two. Okay, so, so it was a just couple before of years before me, yeah. but yeah,
1: yeah, but you know, recent history. Mm-hmm. And and what did that do, like, for immigrants to our country? You know, did our country receive refugees from El Salvador during those twelve years when um they their country, their small uh, overcrowded country, was in conflict? You know.
2: That's a great question, and I'm happy you asked it because it ties into what we're doing next
1: oh great that's um, amazing i know
2: right <laughs> so i'm like cool. since i
1: have no idea what we're yeah. doing next
2: so this was a bit of a shorter episode and i apologize i
1: don't know if you need to apologize but yeah
2: yeah yeah which is okay because i feel like there's a lot of if you didn't know about conflict or, or this event there you go you learn so you're smarter now smart <laughs> every day uh <laughs> and if you did um i hope i hope i did it you did it, did well. it justice yeah. <laughs> but Next week, we're going to have this, might be more than one part. I don't know. Okay. We're going to focus on immigration, specifically American immigration, oh. immigration into the United States.
1: I'm looking forward to that. I'm really interested in in immigration and uh, US immigration. Yeah, totally. And there's a lot I don't know about it. So that's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. I, yes. I kind of hope it turns into a series because there's a lot of meat out there. there you know, is. a lot of things to
2: know. Yeah, yeah, totally. So that's all I'll say for now. Okay. Uh, we'll dive into it next week. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you learned something.
1: Awesome. I know I did, Jacob. I enjoyed it and learned something. So thank you very much, listeners. Thank you so much for being with us again. We love having you along for part of the conversation. So until next time.
2: Bye.
0: Confucius once said, study the past if you would define the future. You've been listening to the History Slices podcast with Jacob and Rachel. We hope you've gotten some useful information from the show. We hope we made you think, and we hope you were entertained. We know we had fun, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook at History Slices and on Instagram at History Slices Podcast. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show, and tell a friend about the show. That'll help us out, too. One more quote before we go from Michael Crichton. If you don't know history, then you don't know anything. You are a leaf that doesn't know it's part of a tree. Till next time, this is History Slices, signing off.